return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Amen. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer? We bless your name and honor you tonight. We give you praise that you are the I am God. And you are with us. We bless you and honor you that you're going to bless us even through your word tonight. We pray in the name of Jesus that you use me as a vessel to speak for your word and your word only to your people. Let your people be empowered. Let your people be equipped. Let your people be transformed before they leave. Even in the name of Jesus have we prayed. Amen. God richly bless you so much for coming tonight. And I'd like to appreciate um, Pastor Dave, Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin. Um, for the great um, opportunity they give to us to share the word of God. And God richly bless you so much. So, I believe that God has a word for us. Amen. And, and I, I, like, I like the word that came. You know, you, you don't wait till everything is settled before you see that God is God. You know, even in the challenges, even in the crisis, he's still working his God. So be, be rest assured that God is with you. So God impressed this message on my heart to share with you. He says that we should cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Amen. Attitude of gratitude. Let's, let's read First Thessalonians 5, 17 to 18. So pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So... Um, Thanksgiving is a message that, you know, we keep sharing in the house of the Lord. Pastor Dave keeps, you know, talking about the fact that we should always show gratitude. We should always be thankful. And I remember um, in the week of the Thanksgiving, um, Roger also shared a message about being thankful. You know? And I believe that the, the reason why I'm also continuing this message is because God wants us to indeed cultivate the habit of gratitude. And... And just this past week or so was um, Thanksgiving. And, and many people have so many, you know, funny reasons why they love the Thanksgiving holiday. You know, some people just can't wait to enjoy the turkey, you know. Even though they eat turkey, you know, all, all months through, throughout the year, they believe that the Thanksgiving turkey is very special, you know. And then some people also, you know, love the fact that during the Thanksgiving season, they have the opportunity to reunite with friends and then families who are working in other states and other places to share, you know, the joy of the Lord. And, and some people are also happy that it's going to be a holiday and they are going to take a break from work, you know, and relax and all that. But I believe that one striking thing about this holiday is the purpose for, that, for the holiday, you know. The fact that we, we go back, take stock, and we are thankful for, for the things that God has done for us. I believe that this is the most striking aspect of the holiday. And, and sometimes so many people can live throughout the year without ad- adopting the attitude of gratitude. You know, but when Thanksgiving comes, that is when it dawns on them that, ah, let me reflect. Oh, God has really been good to me, my family and all that. 
But as Christians, God always admonishes us that it is his will for us. So thanksgiving or being grateful or showing an attitude of gratitude is not limited to a season. But rather, it is a way of life of the believer. 24-7, we should be appreciative and thankful to God. And we should not limit thanksgiving to just the last Thursday of November, you know, to tell God that indeed God has been good to us. And, and when you look at the will of God, the Bible talks about so many things about the will of God. You know, the will of God is the plan of God for us. It is actually the desire of God for us. And, and most, of, most of the time, we, we take cognizance of what we call the classical will of God for us, you know. And when I talk about the classical will of God, an example is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. The Bible says that he knows their thoughts, he thinks towards us, their thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. So we want to live in this world. We want to really embrace this will of God, that our future will be bright, that things will be well with us. One other classical will of God is in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. It said that for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Other versions will say that whose will is that all men will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So each and every time, as believers, we want to live in this will. We, don't, we do not want to leave, uh, lose our salvation. So we try as much as possible to live in God's will of salvation for us. So we keep on working our salvation with fear and trembling. So these are what we call the classical wills of God. Every believer wants to you know, live within this will. Another one is in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain, abstain from sexual immorality. So every believer, you know, wants to live in this will of God. You want to be chaste. You want to, you know, abstain from all forms of sexual immorality so that you can live within the will of God. These are what we call the classical wills of God. But people forget that being thankful is actually the will of God. So most of the time we rant, most of the time we complain, most of the times we know we talk about our challenges, we talk about our problems, we rant about so many things that are not going on well in our lives. As we work on these classical wills of God, forgetting that being thankful even in the midst of this crisis is also the will of God for us. You know, so as much as God wants us to live a good life, a prosperous life, as much as he, des- he desires that we are saved and, and all of us come to the saving knowledge of Christ Jesus, as much as he wants us to be sanctified and abstain from sexual immorality, one thing God also wants from us is that he wants us to desist from a life of ingratitude yeah. and embrace a life of thankfulness. It is also the will of God for us. So, so many, many believers, you know, many people, and sometimes we are all fall victims to that. We are... We are unable to bless God. We are unable to thank God. We are unable to appreciate you know, God for, for the things he does for us. When we find ourselves in crisis, when we find ourselves in bad circumstances, when our prayers are unanswered, when, when our resolutions we set for ourselves have not you know, come to fruition, when um, we fail our exams, when we are sick, when we receive a bad doctor's report. These are things that you know, pushes us to the corner of ranting and talking and not, you know, giving gratitude and, and, tell, and thanking God for the things he does for us. And, and, and one, one, one sure way as believers we can live in this world because the world will keep on pushing us. The world will keep on pushing us. The world will keep on bringing things our way to put us in the position not to be grateful. 
But as children of God, one sure thing that can help us to always live in this will of God for us is that we should always, you know, count our blessings. You know, it is only when you count your blessings that you see what the Lord has done for you. You know, there was this story I read some time ago about um, a woman who wanted to commit suicide. Now, this woman wanted to jump off a 44-story building in, in New York City. And according to witnesses, the woman didn't look like someone who would commit suicide. Because, you know, she looked distinguished, she looked well-dressed, she looked like a, a good person. She looked like somebody who was not bothered with anything. But what happened was that she wanted to kill herself. And then police gathered around and they were trying to do all that they could, you know, to stop her from jumping off the building. And as much as they tried, she kept on insisting she's going to jump off and die. So one police officer remembered his pastor and he said, he asked permission from his, his boss that can he invite his pastor? Possibly if his pastor comes around and speaks some sense into this woman, she's going to, you know, listen and not kill herself. So the pastor came around, and, and when the pastor was getting closer to this woman, the woman kept on screaming, telling the pastor that if he moves an inch, she's going to jump. And, and it, was, it was a bad scene. So the pastor just said something to the woman. He said that, I'm sorry you, you believe or you think nobody loves you. And when the pastor said this to the woman, the woman was surprised. And, and she thought about it, and he said, that, Who told you nobody loves me? My, my grandchildren love me. And so that's my children, you know. So I am loved. Then the, the pastor wanted to think about another question to pose to this woman. And he said that perhaps maybe you are poor and you are giving up on life. That is why you want to kill yourself. And then the woman sat back and said, that, no, I'm not poor. So look at me. I am a bit plump. Do I look like somebody who has been living off meals? I, I, I feed myself well. I'm okay. I, I have a nice apartment. I, I don't need anything. Then the pastor was puzzled and he asked, so why? Why do you want to kill yourself? And then, you know, the woman took some minutes to think and reflect. And then she told the pastor, you know what? I don't even know why I want to kill myself. And the story ended by, you know, the pastor and the woman moving towards the elevator. While the woman was, you know, trying to show the pastor pictures of her grandchildren. You know, and... The woman came down, and apparently the woman now joined volunteers who were on the suicide hotline, trying to help people, convince people not to kill themselves and embrace life. You know, so you ask yourself what actually happened. You know, when the pastor kept on, you know, asking these questions to the woman, the woman began to think, "Am I not loved enough?" You know, the woman began to think of the good things God has done for her. You know, she. The story didn't mention why the woman wanted to kill herself, but she realized that as much as the pastor asked questions, you know, it, it, it made her take stock of her life. It made her reflect on her life. It made her look at the good things God has done for her. She realized that the good things actually outweighed the reason why she wanted to kill herself. So most often, one good way as children of God to always live in this will of God, that is gratitude, is take stock, you know, count your blessings. And even as you count your blessings, you realize that indeed God has been good to you. And, and I believe that that is the plan of God for us. Especially at, at a time like this, we are in the last month of the year. The year is wrapping up, you know. People are beginning to take stock. 
when we began the year, a lot of resolutions, a lot of plans, a lot of prayer points, a lot of expectations, you know, a lot of traveling and so many prayers, you know, you know, trusting God to change your story by the end of the year. And I believe that as much as some people are ready, you know, in Africa and other parts of the world, on 31st night, we have what we call watch night service, you know. And this watch night service is, is, is a service of worship, thanksgiving, you know, testimony sharing, and prayer into the new year, you know. And around this time, I can just picture back in Ghana how people are jeering up for 31st watch night. People are ready to... Yeah, to, to, to stand in front of the church and testify of the good things God did for them in the course of the year. And I believe that that is not the story of everyone. There are some people who believe that God has, has disappointed them. There are some people who feel like their prayers have not been answered. There are some people who feel like what they trusted God for had not been achieved. And God is not a prayer answering God. And, 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 and the posture they find themselves in is a posture of disgrace and disappointment. And... And when people are sharing testimonies, they don't have any testimony to share. And because of that, people are ungrateful. People are not in that position to be thankful to God. But just take stock. Just, just, just look at your life. You know, when you reflect, you realize that indeed God has been good. When you read Psalm 116 verse 12. Psalm 116 verse 12. You know... The psalmist said, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? You know, many people believe that this is a psalm of David. And, and some theologians believe that when he wrote this psalm, he was still, you know, wandering in the wilderness. He didn't write this psalm when he had become the king of Israel. Yeah. Some believe that it was still at a time where he was still being pursued by Saul. You know, he was considered as an outlaw. And, and, and he was hiding in caves, you know, hiding in the wilderness to escape death. You know, this was the time, you know, he wrote this psalm. He, 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 he was just asking himself, he was just trying to take stock. He was just wondering what form of gratitude, what form of thanksgiving he's going to give unto the Lord for his benefits, for the good things he has done for him. You know, and, and, and I believe that even though... The prophecy had come, even though he had been anointed at the age of 17 years and he was expecting that he would be king. You know, this kingship didn't come as easy as he thought it, 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 it would. You know, it actually took me a long time. An outlaw, even in the midst of all these challenges, even in the midst of all these difficulties, he was grateful to God. He was grateful to God for the protection he offered him in the wilderness. He was grateful to God for the company of friends who came in to join him, you know, to support his cause. He was thankful to God for the gift of life. You know, so we, we don't necessarily need all our prayers to be answered before we adopt the lifestyle of gratitude. It is the will of God for us in every season and in every time. Let's just focus on the blessings. Let's just focus on the blessings and lose sight of the challenges. Because the more we, f- we consider the challenges, the more we become ungrateful. You know, the, the, the diagnosis may be so bad. You know, it may be heartbreaking. You know, you lost your job in the course of the year. You know, things, things didn't work out as it's supposed to be. But God is still God. He is still the I am God. You know, Bible says that, you know, the psalmist says that even when we don't see it, he is working. He is still working. Let's adopt a lifestyle of gratitude. Look at your kids and be grateful to God. Look at your spouse and be grateful to God. Friends, just look at them and be grateful. You know, the gift of life, the fact that Throughout the, the, the months, from January till this time, 
you are sustained and you are alive and you are in no other place than still sitting under the feet of God should give you a cause to be grateful and thankful to God. So this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. When you read Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4, Bible says something. It said that, but for him who is joined to, to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. You know, it, it talks about the fact that the fact that you have life should even give you a cause to be happy. You know, the lion is, is, is the king of the jungle. The lion has all the accolades, all the properties of a good, a good, a good animal, you know, a king and all that. But if it is dead, the, it, it has no worth. Right? But a dog, comparatively, if you compare it to a, 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 a lion, is nowhere near a lion. But once it has life, it is better than a dead lion. So it doesn't matter the situation you find yourself in. Once you have life, there is hope. You know, Once there is life, there is hope. There is hope for healing. There is hope for deliverance. There is hope of restoration. There is hope for breakthrough. Because Jesus Christ is still in his miracle working business. He never changes. And he can come through for us no matter where we find ourselves. When you read Psalm 103 verse 2, Bible says that, Bless the Lord, O my soul, you know, and forget not all his benefits. You know, it is only when we focus so much on our challenges and focus so much on our problems, that is when we lose sight of the benefits of God towards us. You know, that is when we lose sight. So when we think so much of our troubles and our challenges, it clouds and covers up the blessings and the good things that God has done for us. And it pushes us into a state of ingratitude. And that is where God does not want us to be. Because that is not his will for us. He wants us to be grateful. He wants us to be thankful. And he wants us, you know, to enjoy the things he has given to us. And always, you know, best up with joy and happiness. There is one story I read about a couple. And and in the story, it, it spoke about a couple who lost their son in war. You know, so... So one time, they decided to generously donate some money to the church. And, and when they did that, the pastor announced that, you know, in one of their worship services, that, oh, this couple who lost their son in battle, you know, have given this generous donation in, in honor and in memory of their son. And as the pastor mentioned this, you know, there was this other couple in the church. The wife actually whispered to the husband that, Let's also give same, the same amount for our boy. And then the husband was not happy. You know, the husband wasn't enthused at all about what the wife said. And then he, asked, he, he told the wife, but our, our son is not killed. Our son is alive. You know, and, and, and the wife was saying that, yes, this is exactly the point. I want us to be grateful. You know, give this for the fact that even our son is alive. Let's be grateful and give, you know, unto God. So, so... So we have to actually deliberately be grateful to God. God does so many things for us that we, we, we don't know, you know. When we even sleep, you know, there's somewhere in scripture, the Bible says that we are even killed every day, but we don't die. How are we killed? You know, it means that the enemy fights against us, the enemy battles against us spiritually. So many arrows are thrown in darkness against us. There are times when we even go to bed, we, we, there are times we don't even pray when we go to bed. Most of the time, you know, sometimes you are tired, you say you pray and then you just fall asleep. But when you wake up, you realize that you are refreshed. You are strong. Yeah. Who gave you this protection? Who, who guided you throughout the night? It is God. Amen. So God is still at work. You know, sometimes we take so many things he does for us for granted. But these are the small blessings that God, you know, bring our way. For which we have to be thankful of. So let's be thankful to God and let's adopt 
an attitude of gratefulness because it is the will of God for us. And secondly, one thing about thanksgiving or gratitude is that it's the key or the password to God's presence. You know, Pastor Dave, I've mentioned it, I think, some, some time ago. In the book of Psalms 100, verse 4, the Message Bible says that, Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank him, worship him. So, one of the ways we can actually invoke the presence of God in our situations, one of the ways we can actually bring the presence of God in matters, is being thankful, you know. If you want to have access to somebody's computer, you need to type in a password. Once you type in the password, you enter the, the, the computer. When you, when, assuming you go to the shopping mall and you find, let's say, a debit card, you know, lying down, right? And then you want to use someone's debit card to buy or purchase stuff. When you put it in, you have to put in a PIN, right? Once you know the PIN, you have access to everything the person has on the debit card. And you can use it to purchase anything you want to purchase. So, Thanksgiving is actually the password to the presence of God. So, if you want to, you know, even if, even if you want God to intervene in a matter, even if you want the presence of God to prevail in a situation, begin with gratitude. Begin with Thanksgiving. Because as you thank the Lord, what you are doing is that you have actually entered the presence of God and you have brought your petition before the Lord. And Bible said that in His presence there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand there are pleasures evermore. Once you get into the presence of God, you definitely come back with joy. And we do that with thanksgiving. We do that with gratitude. We do that with, you know, a sense of gratitude. And, and sometimes as human as we are, you know, even parents, you know, you, you try to do more for your, your, your children when they always show a sense of gratitude. No parent or no father or no mother likes a child who is not grateful. The more the child is grateful for the little you do, the more you are pushed to do more for the child. So when you read the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 11, the Bible says something. He said that we being evil, if we know how to even give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Father in heaven give us good things when we ask of him? So even as human as we are, if we, we appreciate children who are appreciative and we do more for them, how much more will God not bless us so much when we show gratitude to him? So God is also sitting up there and he wants us to be grateful. He wants us to be grateful. There are times, you know, I have toddlers and there are times they are learning how to talk. Um, they, are, they are now learning so many skills and, and anytime you give them something and they fail to say thank you, you know, I, I keep on pushing. What will you say? What will you say to daddy? When somebody, a stranger gives them something, what will you say? You want to push the child to say thank you, to show some appreciation, you know. And, and, and that, that opens doors. It opens doors for greater things in our lives. So, gratitude is actually an attitude that God wants us to adopt. And the more we adopt the attitude of gratitude, God blesses us. When you read the book of Luke chapter 17, the Bible talks about Jesus Christ and the ten lepers. You know, it's, it's a long story. But these lepers, you know, in the past, they are considered as outcasts. You know, they don't live in the city. They live in the outskirts of the city. When you read somewhere in the book of Leviticus, the Bible talks about how these lepers should actually behave. Said that they should wear torn cloths, they should not look good, you know, they should cover their, the, the lower part of their faces, and when people are even getting close to them, they should be shouting, I am unclean, don't come close to me. So you see that their situation was so pathetic, their situation was so bad, you know, and, and they, needed, they needed a visitation in their life. 
And Bible said that one day they saw Jesus Christ passing. And then they called him and they said that he should have mercy on them. You know, even as we talk about this, I just wanted to reflect, you know, about certain things you wanted God to intervene. You know, certain things that didn't look so good. You know, certain, certain reports that were not so good for you. You know, certain things that wasn't, you know, um, making you happy. That you wanted Jesus to intervene right from the beginning of the year. And God has answered, you know, be grateful to God for that. And, and, and these people called on Jesus and Jesus healed them. But when you read the story, Bible says that it was only one person who returned to thank him. Meaning that being thankful is, is actually a difficult task. Yeah, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can be thankful. And Bible says that Jesus said, I have healed ten people. Why are, are you the only one who have returned to give me thanks? He said that because, you know, your faith has what made you whole. You know, I believe that God, Jesus, would have deposited something great in that person. Compared to the nine who, who didn't come back to thank him. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, we see something here. Bible says that the anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Anytime you are anxious, it is because there is a problem, right? The solution to the problem is that you ask God to intervene. But you ask yourself, why would the word of God be saying that as you pray, and as you petition God, it has to be mixed with thanksgiving. Why should thanksgiving come in here? And this is to tell you that it is indeed the pathway to the presence of God. Even as you come with your problem, even as you come with your situation, bless God, thank God, appreciate God. Give God glory. Let him know that indeed you are happy and you are grateful for the little he has done for you. And then that opens the gate. That brings you to the presence of God to bring your supplication. And, and that is the will of God for us. So, so if Bible talks about that, it is the will of God for us to prosper and be in good health and all that. Thanksgiving is actually linked to that. Because God knows that as you are grateful to him, you come to his presence and he does all these things for you. This is the will of God for us. So one of the keys to an effective prayer life is understanding that prayer is to be entered with an attitude of gratitude. And as we do that, God actually blesses us. You know, if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, you realize that his life was a life of gratitude. You know, it looked as if most of, most of the miraculous things he did were preceded by thanksgiving. When you read Luke, John chapter 6, verse 10 to 11, as we wrap up, you know, Jesus speaks the word of God to a multitude of people. Bible says that they are hungry. The disciples want to, you know, drive them away to their towns to go to look for food. And Jesus wants to do something in their lives. And then he asks, do we have any food? And Bible says that a small boy presents five loaves of bread and two fishes. Now Bible says that these people are so many that even the men are 5,000, excluding the children, excluding the women. But Bible says that when these fishes, these two fishes and five loaves of bread was given to Jesus, Bible says that he gave thanks. Yeah. And when he raised, he said that when he gave thanks, he distributed it. So where did this miracle come from? Where did this miracle come from? Miracles, you know, come after gratitude. Anytime we show gratitude to God, anytime we thank God, anytime we are grateful for the things he does for us, it opens doors for greater things. Bible didn't say that he, and he started praying, God multiply it, God multiply it. He said that he gave thanks and he started distributing it. So sometimes the reason why our prayers are not being answered is because we are always asking. We also have to thank God for the things we have. So gratitude 
is very important. And when you read the book of John chapter 11, verse 41 to 44, it talks about the story of Lazarus. This man is dead for about four days, you know, beyond all hopes. It's not possible for this person to come back to life. And then when you read scriptures, the Bible says that when Jesus gets to the tomb, he begins to thank God. He begins to, you know, give glory to God. That always God has been doing it. Anytime he asks, God does it. And he just thanks God. And then he wants God to demonstrate his power once again. And Bible said that this man who was dead for four days came back to life. So there is something powerful in thanksgiving. There is something very powerful in gratitude. You know, showing gratitude is, is like a password, it's a password into the presence of God. There is nothing the presence of God cannot do. Bible says that the mountains melt before the presence of God. So even there is, if there is a tower in your life, if there is a, a barrier in your life, if there is a problem in your life, if there is a challenge in your life, you know, don't just go to God and just be asking for an intervention. Bless God for the little things you have. It opens doors for greater things. So tonight God wants me to bring to our mind, our attention, that there are so many wills of God for us. But one of them that is really neglected is being grateful. We take so, much, so many things for granted. But God wants us to appreciate him for the little things he does for us. And even as we appreciate him, even as we are thankful, even as we, we bless him, even as we acknowledge him for the little things he does for us, he does greater things for us. So I pray that the spirit of God will ignite the, 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 the passion for gratitude in us. So that in all things, we'll be grateful to God. And even as we are grateful to God, there is nothing God cannot do. So tonight, this is the word of God for us. Let's cultivate the attitude of gratitude. Let's be thankful, even for the little things. And God will bless us in so, so many ways we cannot even understand. Tonight, may the Lord bless his word. And may the Lord bless us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Shall we bow down our heads? Amen. I just want you to reflect, just reflect, you know, we are in the last month of the year, and I just want you to just reflect on the things that the Lord has done for you. Just, just lose sight of, of, of the things you are expecting, and just think of the things God has done for you, the things you consider to be too little. Just think of them, and just open your mouth and begin to thank God, begin to appreciate God, begin to show gratitude to God, even for the little things you think they are, they are little, the things you think they don't matter. Just thank God for them. I just want you to be in a posture of gratitude. Just be in a posture of thanksgiving. Just thank God. Thank God. If it's just your family that you'll be even thankful for, it is good enough. Just thank God. Just thank God. Even for the gift of life, just thank God. Just thank God. And even as you are thanking him, you are typing in the password to enter his presence. Just begin to thank God. Just begin to appreciate God. Just begin to appreciate God. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful, Lord. We don't take anything you do for us for granted. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Now, even as you've entered his presence, we are in his presence. Just begin to commit your need even to him. I don't know what you're expecting from God before the year ends. But we serve a God who is the God of the fourth watch. Even at the last minute, he intervenes. I just want you to begin to bring your petitions before God. As we are in his presence, just, just petition him about the things you need from him, the things you want to be turned around, the things you want him to institute in your life, the testimony you are expecting from him. Begin to speak to him right now, even in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak to him right now. 
Tell him that you are in his presence. There is nothing his presence cannot achieve. Bible says that, Moses said that if your presence does not go with me, I will not go. There is something about the presence of God. It brings victory. It brings success. It brings breakthrough. It pulls down barriers. It, 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 it lifts us up. Just begin to speak to God. Thank you, Jesus. His word for us before the message was that he is the I am God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord. So, our Heavenly Father, we bless you and give you all glory tonight. You are a faithful God who wants the best for us. So, each and every time you want us to walk and live in your will. Tonight, you have made known unto us one of your wills for us. It's to be thankful. It's to be grateful. We give you all the praise for, O oh God, not denying us of this message. We pray in the name of Jesus that have mercy on us if we have been ungrateful in so many ways. Lord, have mercy on us. And we pray in the name of Jesus that let your spirit help us to always be in a posture of gratitude and thanksgiving. We pray and we give you all the glory for all the things you have done for us in the course of the year. Now we pray lifting our petitions and our cry to you. There is nothing you cannot do, O God. The things you cannot do does not exist. Therefore, we call on your name tonight that may you come into our situations. If there be anyone who needs healing, I pray in the name of Jesus that let your presence bring healing. There is anyone who is not well in any part of the body. We are praying for divine healing right now in the name of Jesus. If there is anyone who is challenged, if there is anyone who is having any problem in any, in any aspect of their lives, we are calling upon your name that your presence is able to achieve it all. May you visit us, O oh God, in a special way. And may you give us a testimony to share. Many who have given up, many who are in despair, many who think it is not possible. I pray that you are aware that has made us to understand that with you there is nothing impossible. May you, O oh God, who is the possibility specialist, intervene in our situations. Let us stand back and give glory and give honor to you that we call on your name and you have heard us. And your name alone will be worshipped and exalted. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise tonight for what you have done. We pray that even as people go home, let them receive their testimonies and let them share to the glory of your name. We thank you and bless you for an answered prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Anyone wants prayer? Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.